Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bold Men Podcast. Today I'm sitting around the table with uh, Larry and Joe, our, our normal hosts. Uh, Joe, you are a Christian man. You are bold. Uh, you got a killer beard. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you, uh, what's one way you've been bold this past week? Well, I styled my beard for you all. <laughs> Not as good as your mustache, though, John. Listen, I can't grow a beard, <laughs> and so if you haven't seen me, you're missing out. I'm bringing back the the handlebar mustache. I, I encourage every man, if you're listening, uh, forget the beard phase. Everybody has a beard. Grow a handlebar mustache. We're bringing it back, right, guys? It's it's all the rage, I hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it gets great reviews. So how have you been bold this past week? <laughs> so uh, as a husband... In the last week, I've had to step up as a man and give my wife the freedom to make choices for her future that will uh, give her the freedom that she needs to be healthy yeah. and happy. And and that will lead to a brighter future, I think. And, and it opens up corridors for her life with Christ and and with God and, and what corridors God has for her life. So and that takes a step from me saying, you know what, it's less money and it's, you know, and and maybe it's it's more difficult, but uh you allow God to work where he's working. Yeah. You see where God's working and you go and meet him there. Yeah. And so that's that's a bold move. Yeah, it, it's a bold thing to take the time. So often we're busy with stuff. Like I think all men like to stay busy just doing things. Sometimes good things, sometimes bad things. Uh, but doing things that sometimes it's it's very bold just to slow down, just to be attentive to our spouse. That's right. Right, and and to see and hear uh, what's going on there. Larry, Larry Holler, bold man, Christian father, husband. Larry, how have you been bold this week? Well, first I want to commend Joe because there's a lot to that. You know, when we do something in our lives for our wives that does not benefit us in what whatsoever, as a matter of fact, maybe because we're the ones that provide the bread and butter, decreases the input or whatever, but she sees something, a truly a Christ-centered process of, I could care less about the money. I could care less about, I care about you and your decisions and what God is calling you to do. That will benefit you down the road, my brother, more than any paycheck. Well, not just me, but the or her kingdom too. of God. Yeah. I and mean, right. think about where... What Sammy said today. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, with that said, I, you know, I to say bold this week, you know, we were, we were in Cincinnati Thursday night, and we were at a closing at uh, Sunshine Mortgage there on there off of 275 and we were in a room with a couple lawyers and the title people and the buyers and then us and then two realtors and i was able to share christ with the entire room wow and it started out her asking me That's what we do with move. our spare time and i said well do you have a minute and she goes sure and everybody stopped because they had nothing else to do while i was talking and i told them about leesburg and i told them what we did at leesburg as mission ministers and what our goal was in life is to bring as many people to christ as we can, and that's our as retired people, that's our function. And we're, of course, it as <laughs> soon as I stopped talking, everybody started talking. <laughs> <The> conversation <laughs> shifted really quick, but it was Listen, a great hey, opportunity. And you know, I just that's what we do. Yeah, your you know, job's not to save souls, your, your, jo your job seed. is to sow seeds, that's, right? That's correct, John. That's yeah. awesome, Dan. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. That's so, bold. You know, so often we're, well, we're scared to share. Well, we? I don't see that as bold, but it's something that 
I saw an opportunity and it got really quiet. And I said, Lord, you know, and I kind of said, Lord, real quick. And he says, go for it. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Guys, today. Uh, How this about is, you, John? You Have you been bold? How have I been bold? Uh, well, <laughs> in some lazy ways, in some ways. Um, I, uh, I boldly, I, I struggle with um, finding the things to do with my kids that really matter to them. Mm-hmm. I want them to like things that I like. I want so so I've got two daughters. Um, so playing I, Barbie isn't your thing. Barbie's not my thing. Okay. I want them to be hunters. <laughs> but sometimes but playing you know with Barbie dolls, they're not hunters. Yep. They they don't want to shoot a deer. They want to hug a deer. Yep. Right. And so, uh, uh, so this past week, I I um, did not want to. You know, it's so funny. I didn't want to play Legos and build a Barbie house, a Lego Barbie house. <laughs> didn't want to do that at all. Nothing in me says, hmm, this is going to be fun. Um, but I uh, humbled myself, and I said, huh, that sounds like fun. And we started putting together a Lego Barbie house. And so you had a turret on the Barbie house, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you uh, sniping turret. And you put real there. passion and yeah. interest into it. Yeah. 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 We, we've got to, you know, that's one of the areas where I've been convicted recently of finding things that matter to my girls. And investing in those things Good. because I want them to continue to, to to want time with me as they get older. <laughs> you know big that deal. scares me. That's you know, yeah. Uh, and and so finding those times is is good. Uh, whether it's making a Barbie house or or running, I don't want to run. I don't like running. Don't enjoy it. My oldest does, and so we ran this past week. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, I mean, I, I hate to. I bet that was a sight to Listen, see. Listen. Uh, <laughs> Might have ran pretty well for this old fat dad, but uh, anyway, uh, doing things that matter to them is, is an important thing. It's a big deal, John. And uh, it's not easy. It's not easy, right? But being bold rarely is easy, is it? Yeah, I wouldn't classify myself as bold most of the time. <laughs> I, I'm striving for that. That's right. But you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's one of those things you never, you never are. But we strive for it, right? Right. Right. We we should not be okay with as with how things are, right? Which leads us into our topic today. First uh, Corinthians chapter sixteen, verse thirteen says, uh, uh, Paul writes, uh, "Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all you do be done in love." And and so we start off today this first podcast uh, with this idea of being watchful. Uh, bold men have a vision. And and men, men must have a vision. Men don't just go with uh, go with the flow. Men should have a vision. What what what's that mean to you guys? When when you hear Paul's words, there be watchful. Maybe watching out for those pitfalls that happen in our life from time to time. Uh, well, more often than not, yeah. The snares, <laughs> yeah. the snares that we fall into. Uh, there are lots of spiritual things that, that approach us, but it's also physical. Uh, you know, yeah, this is one that probably eats a lot of men up in, in society today, but pornography. And that's eating the heart out of men. Uh, it, it captures your mind and it'll capture your soul. It'll destroy your, your desires for your wife and it'll, it'll start to cause a lot of trouble in your marriage. And Or if you're not married, it, it will absolutely lead you down a bad path. Yeah. Se- sexual sin is one of those things that it's not just, it's not isolated. It impacts everything for years to come. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, so you're, you're, let's say you're a young man listening and you're saying, well, I, I don't have a wife. It's not going to hurt her. 
the problem is it will impact your future spouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't just sin against your future spouse as you're sinning against yourself. It, it it's a sin in your own person. in your own yeah. heart. And pornography is like this. Um, the devil presents it like uh, an entryway. You know, mm -hmm. oh, you're not really doing anything wrong. You're just looking, and yeah. and you know, it it looks innocent maybe to some people, but it will very quickly consume you. Yeah. It's deadly. Yeah, absolutely. And so being watchful, <laughs> watch out for that. Watch out for the physical side. Watch out for the spiritual side. It, you know, maybe I don't need that Bible study today. Maybe I don't need to spend time. You know, and that and those type of thoughts would approach you like I'm I'm a little behind this morning. I think I'll just cut that out and head on down the road. And and then that you don't have that foundation built for your day and and it, you know. Yeah. When I think about being watchful. I think th there's two avenues you can deal with. Uh, the one avenue you dealt with so so well there is watching for snares, watching for hiccups, watching for hangups, watching for attacks from the enemy. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you know, it's. Uh, I'm sure you all are probably more like me than you care to admit. <laughs> uh, you go to the fridge and you're trying to find the ketchup and you can't find it. You don't know talk about and you yeah. say you say, "Honey, where's the ketchup?" It's in the door. It's the same place it always is. <laughs> well, I can't find it. And sometimes we have to step two steps back and, and then look and, oh, there it is. You know, It's right in front it's of your right face. Right in front of your face, I but mean... you had to step back. <laughs> and I heard a guy talk about that once, and he said, you know, that's the way God designed us. Men are uh, created to be hunters, to be watchers. We can see things at a distance, you know. We can see uh, just the slightest bit of movement in the trees, right? Uh, but we can't find the ketchup six yeah. inches before our <laughs> eyes. Yeah. So, so men are watchful, right? Men look for attacks. Men look for the enemy. Um, but on the other, an, uh, another avenue of that is men have a vision for the future. Men are watchful in that they have a vision. They have a goal. They're not just waking up and, and, and trying to avoid snares. They're saying, I'm, I'm going to go beyond the snares, beyond the minefield, into the promised land. Yeah, what's you my one-year what I mean? plan? What's my yeah, five-year yeah. plan? You know, if you don't have that going on, then... Um, I just want what Joe was saying about pornography. I just want to touch on that. Just two quick points. You know, I I did a I read a book by James Dobson about the angry, the anger and the the anger generation. And yeah. he's speaking to thirties and forties, uh, millennials, thirties, forties, and I think the shame and the guilt that Satan doesn't show any of that until after the doors sprung yeah. shut. The shame and the guilt that men have from watching pornography, especially men with families, uh, younger men, same, the yeah. anger that produces. And it gets it gets directed at whatever target is out there, whether it be your wife, whether it be your children, whether it be your boss, whether it be whatever. Yeah. There's That's where this anger, I think, our society, because pornography, people don't like to talk about it, but it has taken over. And, and none a, of this is to condemn anybody listening no, to no, this. No, 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 it, it, no. It's the dangers, the snares. Yeah. What you're saying, Joe. Yeah, it, it is a snare. And I think we would be, uh, it, it would be lacking in concern and it would be treacherous to not address this in your life if you're dealing with this. And, yeah. and I think anyone in this room right now that's talking can fall into that pit. Sure. We would be silly to think oh, we, we oh, were impervious. You to that. better not think it's, that it's you can't fall into that. It's a daily thing where That's you right. make a decision. I'm not going to fall into that snare. Yeah. 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 You know, porno pornography is one of those things, uh, sexual sin. Really, a, most, 
most things are, in my opinion, are um, like sometimes you need to take a, a basement trip or an iceberg uh, examination. The the, the Titanic, uh, I, when I was a child, I was fascinated with the Titanic, you know, the, the largest ship ever, you know, like fascinating story there. Um, and they ran into the iceberg, as you're well aware, and, you know, tons of people died. Uh, even Jack. Uh, what, what was her name? Uh, oh, mercy. What was the woman's name? I don't know. Kate and Winslet. Sh- yeah. Have, Jack, I'll never let go. And then like 30 seconds later, she he, pushes him off. She the, pushes him off. You know, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> you know. Anyway, um, uh, the, you, when you think about an iceberg, for example, uh, just about 10% of it is above, above the surface, right? right? The majority is under the surface. That you cannot And see. I often think about when I talk to people about pornography and stuff like that, um, often... Uh, the issues that are really driving these sinful issues are underneath the surface issues, mm-hmm. right? It's right. not just sex or lust. It, it it's it's more than that, and there's there's deeper things there. And so as we talk about these things, we're look, we're not saying anything uh, to condemn. We get the struggle, right? Exactly. The struggle's real. We've it been is there, real. We dealt with it. It yep. is uh, real. We still deal with it. Like we 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 fight I these have battles been there. Yes. Uh, constantly. Um, we're not saying anything to condemn. Um, the importance is to is to be honest about the struggle that's there. That's right. You can't identify and, and move past yeah. the and struggle. The, and, and the danger from following through on those yeah. notions or those yeah. desires. Yeah. And that's a big thing about being a man is having the discipline to turn. You know, who was it, Joseph with Potiphar's wife? He's fled. He yeah. ran. She yeah. was ripped his clothes and ran because yeah. he knew he couldn't withstand the temptation. So he ran. Mm-hmm. And if we, if you need to just flee, flee. Flee. If right. you're hanging with those wrong people, like you say, but John, take your coat don't you. do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't go out with those people. Yeah. Don't go to that bar. Don't go to have a, if that girl's going to be there or yeah. if that, you know, you need to make decisions. That's being watchful. Yeah. Th- I'm going to go out tonight. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to go in that place. I'm, I'm, I'm not going out with George because George that's likes. That's a lot to... of the vision we're talking about. Yes. Here. Having, having a plan. Yes. Of escape for when you're faced with your weakness. Yes. If it's alcohol, don't go in the bar. Right. Yeah. You know, if, if it's pornography, don't get alone on the computer. That's right. Right. Yeah. Guard yourself. Yeah. Guard yeah. yourself. And, and there's great software to, ha- to oh, help. Yeah. But sure. listen, guys, if you're struggling with this, in fact, in the show notes, we'll put two things in there. Uh, one is xxxchurch.com. It's a fantastic organization that, that helps. Uh, uh, that helps you get out of porn issues. The other one is a is a is a web service called Covenant Eyes, uh, and that's a great software you can put on your devices to keep uh, accountability there. Um, yeah, I had when I was working with youth, uh, me and Joni, when I had four kids at home, I had I had uh, several young men that I had mentored, and they're still friends today. Uh, that. I they, I forget what it was called, but I was able to tap into their computer at any given time yeah. and check every site that they got on, mm-hmm. and they allowed me to do it. Yeah. And before I knew it, John, I had grown men coming to me, married men, mm-hmm. saying, hearing that through the mm-hmm. grapevine, can you do that for me? Now, I, I, I think it was twice in that 20-some years that I had to go to the guy because, yeah. and they were teenagers. These yeah. weren't the grown men, but I never... I never once had to go back and say, what are you doing on so-and-so site? Yeah. So accountability is a big thing. If you know someone's watching you and 
seeing you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then to remember, you know, I, I don't know why, but sometimes we forget that Christ is right there linked with us. Yeah. We're dragging him. We're never his, really alone, are we? We're never really you know, alone. Speaking to the cause of accountability, it's that's a great reason to be involved in a small group like yes. the bold. bold men's group. Absolutely, yeah. Joe. Not, not to shamelessly of, plug our, our group. Speaking but, of bold, what is bold, Joe? <laughs> bold is a men's group that not just, we not only meet, but we are a community. Uh, we do meet on Monday nights at 6 o'clock, and we also have ser- ser- service projects. Uh, we're getting ready to do one for Easter and cleaning up the grounds, but we've done things like building uh, wheelchair ramps and, you know, uh, various things like that. But uh, by and large, we are a group of men that link arms, studying the word of God, struggling through life Yeah, together. That's it. You know, that's, that's the it. bold men's group. And I think we, we really throw some things out there too, when we're studying uh, you know, there's there's a lot of ideas that get thrown in the middle of the ring, and we don't really we don't ever condemn anybody for their thoughts because it's an open forum. You can yeah. present your thoughts and yeah. and what you're going through, and and you know that that's going to stay there in that circle. Yeah, yeah. And you know, also on that, Joe, I I I believe strongly that as we gather and break the word of God together, that it there is a there is an unseen process a spiritual process that happens in our sanctification process. Mm -hmm. God talks about being sanctified through the reading of his word. Jesus said, you're already clean by the words I've spoken to you. His word cleanses. Those men leave change whether they know it or not. That's right. There's no question. I do. That's why I have... That's the word of God. I mean, it has to change your life. That's right. You cannot come into contact with God's word. Isaiah said, it does not return void. It does its perfect work. Mm -hmm. Every word that goes out. Good stuff. That's right. And so that I think that's why bold is successful. It's not because of John. It's not because of me or you, Larry, well, or anybody else. I would else say you guys have a lot to do with it. I, because I think of your it's the willingness passion. to allow the Word of God to impact men's well, lives. But let me tell you, don't ever underestimate the word passion. That's right. For Christ's Word, well, you guys have that. that men see that, mm-hmm. and they see there must be more here. Look at these guys are, you know, wide-eyed, and and uh, I'm not trying to. Uh, but it, it's true. Well, speaking of seeing, we're talking about vision today. And have you have you all seen Christopher Robin? Uh, the the movie came out a couple years ago. It's Winnie I, the Pooh remake. I and did see. There's parts a line in there that is so good. Uh, Christopher Robin uh, turns around and looks at Pooh. Now Christopher Robin's now an adult male, and uh, he looks around at Pooh Bear and he says, "Pooh, how'd you get here?" And Pooh says, "And I'll, I'll, I, I often remember this." Um, who says, you always get to where you're going by walking away from where you've been. And I thought, boy, that's a good line. <laughs> you always get to where you're going by walking away from where you've been. I was wondering where you got that. That Who, is good. That is such, I mean, it's profound. Brilliant. It's almost Dr. Seuss-like. Man, that's so good. <laughs> you get to where you're going by walking away from where you've been. Men have vision. 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 So vision can have a couple different areas where we talk about vision in a man's life. Uh, let's start off talking about uh, what does vision look like in our personal lives? What's vision look like? What's what you know, to avoid snares and to and to look ahead to where we're going? What's vision look like for us? Well, number one for me, it starts with discipline mm-hmm. because if I don't discipline myself in physically and spiritually and mentally, I will never see what God has for me. Never. I mean, if I focus on my 
own desires and my fleshly needs, I'll never, like Sammy said so well today, we pray such little prayers. We just, we just don't, you know, see uh, the big picture. And my vision has always been, uh, the, the last 15, 20 years has been evangelism, evangelism, and then evangelism. Yeah. I mean, I just know we're all... We're what was all the second one? Evangelism. Okay. Yeah, okay. I didn't catch that one. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, I, and I, you know, he was, today I was sitting there really contemplating, Lord, you know, Lord... I had to repent because of some of my prayers, the prayer size prayers that I was praying. They were small. And I mean, you know, what we've got going on here at Leesburg coming up, I have said this to the elders a couple times. We have one of the greatest opportunities. I think history will show in our lifetimes to be the gospel, yeah. to be the light of Christ in these dark, untri- these trying days when there's nothing makes any sense. Uh-huh. But one thing to me, Christ makes sense. Uh-huh. If you grasp a hold of that, I can wake up with a clear mind and not have the fear and not worried about what everybody's panicking and yeah. all the yeah. fussing and fighting's about, knowing that Christ has got me. Now, of course, like I said at our, the One Devotion, we need to embrace all these things that we uh-huh. see and be the solution. Yeah. And the only solution is the light of the gospel. Jesus' message to us is fallen human beings. There, there was, you guys help me out here. There was, is either with David in 1 Samuel or it was in Deuteronomy where they talk, Samuel talked about there was the, the men that knew the signs of the times. Uh-huh. Do you remember? Where's that at? Do you remember, Joe? You know what I'm talking about? I, I, it was David's I men. I think it was in Samuel, 2 Samuel. His wise men? Well, David's, David's 32. Uh-huh. They understood the times, and that's that's kind of for me to understand. Yeah. These are not perilous times; yeah. these are God ordained times. And as a as a mission minded man, and kind of the leader with Joni here, I see just great opportunities. This building coming! Oh my gosh! Yeah. I had a dream that I went up there, and all it was just screaming and hollering. I went in. I was like, "What's going?" Went in. It was just. Kids everywhere. <laughs> this was a dream I had. Yeah. And I ran in and told Joni, I said, Joni would be this dream I had. But that's God. I think that's from God. We're going to fill well, that it, place it, up. That's already starting to happen right over here. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you come into the that's right. old sanctuary yeah. on Sunday, it's I mean, full. It's, it's and full. all, all yeah. sorts of stuff going on. So, yeah. So, so you use the word there discipline. Discipline. Man, so, so often uh, we hear that word and that's kind of a, a naughty word almost. Like, discipline. Who wants to be disciplined? Four letter word. Right? Like, who wants to be disciplined? But this isn't a, a negative discipline. Uh, this is a positive discipline. Joe, what's discipline? Like, what is that? Help me define that. Boy, that's a that's a great question. Discipline is where you regulate yourself to accomplish a goal. Yeah. On a regular basis. I that that's a Joe definition. Yeah. I guess. No, I mean that's a good one. I, I think self you know mastery. You know. Yes. Like like. I'm not going to be pushed around, right? right? I'm going to do what's what's good for me, what's right for me. It, it, it's discipline that 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 it, it takes discipline to go to the gym this way. It's as we all do, like we're all. Oh yes. I mean, super buff guys, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it takes discipline to do those things. It takes discipline to get up and get out of bed and put pants on and go to work, right? Well, it takes more discipline to say I'm not going to take another step. Until I take in some word of yeah. God this morning, yeah, I'm not going to take another step. I'm not going to have another relationship until I touch base with Christ. 
That's a, that's a hard yeah. moment when, when you have to make that decision. I'm not going to do anything yeah. until I have my time with Jesus yeah. in the yeah. morning. So we talk about discipline, but we also personally, when we talk about men have vision, we talk about goals. Uh, what what's what's a good goal? Like what makes a good goal, Larry? What makes a good goal? Uh, well, I mean, from I guess the human standpoint, um, as a man, just a man, a Christian man, anything that would lead my family or those around me to succeed in some area, yeah. others to succeed, to get under, to help, to push the church, for instance. Goals for me in this church is to see men rise up. Mm-hmm. I've had this conversation with you guys since I've been here. Why are we not? Why is this place not teaming with men? Monday nights, I still ask that question, and I, I think there's a desire there. But men believe that's it's up to you and you to be the leaders, and you know we're we're just to kind of be on the outskirts when we need to be involved. Yeah. We need to be involved. Uh, goal, goals personally for me, uh, number one is my wife that she would become and continue to become the woman that God has created her to be, that she would reach her goals as a woman and as a minister of the gospel and as a the mission leader here at Leesburg and in my children. Guys, I'm telling you, I've told you this. The only thing that I've, I've ever caught wringing my hands about is my children. And not that they're working at, you know, right. wherever, or they're driving this, or they're living over there. Their relationship with the Lord. And I, I asked the Lord today, during the service about that. And and that is a that is a the that is a good, honest, heart jerking prayer. I am never going to be satisfied with my where my children are spiritually. Yeah. Never. I mean, even if they surpass where and I don't believe I'm that far along, but that would they they're just devoted Christians. That God would just you know um I've always toyed with the thing, what does it mean to have, you know, to die? Four, uh-huh. and we've all talked about dying for our wives and our children, of course. But to die for, and I understood that when I started studying Dietrich Bonhoeffer years ago, to really have something, if you know his thing, if you don't have really have a purpose worth dying for, you're really not living. Mm. And I remember going overseas a few times, and there were very, there, you know, there's some times when we were really out in the middle of nowhere, and there was some strange things going on. Guys with guns and no protection, no rights. You're just white people out here in the middle of our, you know. But it was a greatest, one of the greatest experiences of my life. And I realized one time going across Lake Victoria in Uganda on a boat in a rainstorm, dangerous as all get out, no life jackets, going to an island to preach, and I sat there and wept because I understood what, how Paul embraced mm. missions and travel. Yeah. I said, I could take me. Yeah. We drank, I'm doing what God has called me to do. And there is no greater feeling in this life than to be in the middle of a work that God has ordained for you, and you're doing it wholeheartedly with passion. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think about you. I, I see you as a minister, and I see a man who is called by God, but not just, oh, gosh, I got to, geez, I got to deal with this guy and that fan. <laughs> but you embrace it, John. Yeah, yeah. People see it. Do You embrace what God has called you to do. That's true goals. And those are God-given goals that, you know, so many guys d- don't even know what God has created them for. Yeah. And I'm talking about Christian men. 
You ask them and they just, like you said, time to go to work. Yeah, yeah. And it's the weekend. Yeah. I think as, as Christian men, sometimes we have a habit of not setting goals. Mm-hmm. And not only not setting goals, but not setting goals that are a little bit out of our reach, you know, that, that seems a little bit impossible. Yeah. And I, so I think a lot of times we become stagnant or we become, uh, oh, um, whatever, I've got, I'm going to church today. And, you know, and then on the way home, you're arguing and your kids. And, and so you don't have that vision for the future and, and you don't have those goals set. <clears throat> There's something a little bit exciting about setting a goal that's a little outside of your reach and it's a little scary, yeah. but yet, you know, you start seeing God accomplishing that in your life and you're just being obedient and jumping through the hoops that he has yeah. for you. And all of a sudden these doors start to open or that's exciting. And it builds momentum and it, it, people around you see that and they, and they can feel that in your life. I, I, I think we really shortchange ourselves. A goal isn't to eat better. That's right. right. That's, that's right. not a goal. That has <laughs> discipline to it, perhaps, but it's not a goal. Like a couple of years ago, you know, I, I'm a goal setter. I, I set goals all the time. I've got a running document on my iPad that's one year goals, five years goals, ten year goals. Isn't this one I, here I that, that we're, we're doing right here? And this one was one of your goals to. Uh, th- well, this was. It, it didn't make that list, but yeah, th- I mean, this podcast was a was a a plan, right? Um, but I'm talking like like I, I personal goals like these these like things for John, and so a couple of years ago, and I was ridiculed for this one. I'm gonna share it with you guys. Uh oh, and not a not just us. Uh, it might have been you all, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I was ridiculed. I, I, I said uh, two years ago, I think it was. Uh, I'm going to read 52 books in 52. Oh, I thought it was awesome. That. I, that was awesome. I remember I you was telling me that. Made fun of for that goal. Now you think, well, why? Why would somebody make, well, you're never going to achieve that goal. You're never going to achieve that goal. You know, I'm going to tell you a secret, Larry. I didn't really think I would. Like, that's a, a goal that I, I, I didn't, I think I got to 38 books that year. I didn't say, oh man, I only read 38 books this year. No. You know, because most people that really killed me, I said, well, how many books did you read? And they, uh, <laughs> I played a video game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like we need to set big, big goals, right? Now, if I don't reach that goal, does that mean I'm a failure? No, absolutely, not. absolutely not. That doesn't mean you're a failure. You're only failing if you don't, don't set goals, set goals. goals. at that's all. Right? That's correct. Uh, so, so let's talk practically about some goals that I think that, that every man could set. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of those goals, and, and this is a perfect time. It's February when you're listening to this. It's going to be February. Um, this is a great time to to, to dive into it. Uh, uh, is reading through the Bible in a year? That's great. One. You don't have to. You don't have to do things January one. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to start doing things in January one. Reading through the Bible in a year, or reading through the New Testament in ninety days. If you go to the Bible app, uh, is it right? The, the Bible yeah, the app. Bible app yeah. You can get all kinds of little Bible reading. Uh, Plans, yes. plans, yep, and dive into it, yep. and it'll send you messages every yeah. day to yeah. what to do. And I mean, it's it's kind of, and, and, and it's kind of like you said. So many people like you'll never, and that, that's what people do. I'll never, yeah. and they try to look at the whole goal before they even put one foot forward. Yeah, yeah. Instead of putting one foot forward, then tomorrow another foot forward, and I mean, by you know, you you hit on reading. That that's another God thing too. 
I, when I became a Christian, uh, the only thing I ever read when what I were I was required to read when I was in school. Mm-hmm. I never picked up another book. Study manuals in the military I had to to get to pass to get grade, uh, but other than that, I never read a book. Never, man. I got when I got saved, when I gave my life to Christ. I started reading, and I have never stopped. I have read two libraries. And I, I I would probably be hard pressed to say I let, read at least at least thirty books last year. I read the Bible through in the summer last year, mm-hmm. in the busiest months of the year, June, July, and August. I managed to get through the Bible in ninety days, the yeah. entire Bible. I've done that three times in ninety days. I will not start. I read the Bible on a continual basis, mm-hmm. but yeah. all of a sudden it'll just hit me, and I'll sit down and I'll just. Start re- and, and read through it, and I I try to do it every year. Do you do Genesis through? No, or? I usually jump around. Yeah, I'll do. I always put the Psalms and Proverbs in the middle of it. Yeah, uh, the Old Testament's always first because it's so easy, and the New Testament's always the longest because it's more study. And yeah. but sometimes I just read. Yeah. That ninety day reads you can't study. Right, you have to just open it and read. But let me tell you, it is life changing. You're talking about fasting. You want you want to fast if you really believe that's something you can't do. That's a great. That's goal. a great goal. It is. It is a great goal. Yeah. What and do you, you mean want by to fast? talk about what, what, what do you mean by that? Well, it depends on what kind of fast you're talking about, but mostly on bread and water. Uh-huh. If you're wanting to fast from physical food for your spiritual maturity, how how long might you do that? Well, it, it all it all depends on who you are and where you are spiritually. I have done from uh, three days, one day up to sixteen. I did sixteen days once. I was trying to do 40, but I was out of town, and it just fell apart. But, yeah. and, but I have never in my life seen God more clearly and heard his voice more clearly than when I fasted for multiple days right. and read his word instead of eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Well, let's, let's, let's hang out there for a second. You're mentioning this word, and I, I think maybe a lot of, you know, some of our listeners have heard the word fast, and they're, okay, you're mm-hmm. going to go without food, but, but it's not just going without food. No, right. it's not. The purpose it's replace, behind that is, yeah. is what? Replacing it with a spiritual desire, yeah. with prayer, meditation, yeah. God's Word. So you're not so just you sitting can, around at and dinner you're, And you're not, you're not trying to get God to do something. Uh, I need this rock move, so I'm going to fast and pray till He moves it. No, you're doing this. It's not a hunger strike. It's not a <laughs> good one. Good one. It's, not a, it's to see God truly for who He is in your life and what He can do. Yeah. And what he will do for a surrendered heart. And I don't want to. I wouldn't want to make it sound like you're trying to get God to do something. Oh, uh, that's what I'm exactly. Yeah, don't it, even. It's, yeah. it's not at all like that. And I think you hinted at that. But uh, I think fasting is more of a focusing thing for us to 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 say, God, we're we're not taking in food or we're not taking in whatever activity it is. Yeah. Those other types of fast, yeah. but sure. But the bread and water type that you're talking about. It's a very focusing type of thing where you need to be dedicated to it. You need to be, uh, you need to decide, yes, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take in the word of God. I'm going to be actively praying. And this is where that dwelling prayer comes in, where as you go through the day, you dwell on God, you think about God. And when you're not actively in a time of prayer, you're still dwelling in prayer with God as you go through your day. And you must to to achieve your goals. You know, you talk about, only fasting from pursuit. I, I mean, be real. I'm gonna be real here. I fasted from sex with my wife, from television, from any type of recreation and food, and that was the 16 day fast. And I'm telling you, I 
And and you know what is really the oddest thing? It's it's the most wonderful place I've ever been in my life. Why don't I do that more? Mm. It is the biggest struggle. You don't ever hear the church talk about fasting. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Satan doesn't want that key out there. That is a key to opening up true true understanding and a, a true relationship of how God can sustain a man. Yeah. How many times do you think you, you say, I'm hungry, are you really hungry? We eat so much, we, I probably am never really hungry, hungry right. until you start going without food. You see, you can two or three days is nothing. Yeah. It's just you're programmed. And the spiritual aspect of, let's, let's say it's a, it's a, a, a food fast, um, you should be prompted. So when your stomach says, mm, I'm hungry, that should be a prompt then. For you to dive into the word and spend time with the Lord, and to feed yourself. Right. It's not just That's right. it's not just going without and standing with your arms crossed in the corner. Uh, it's it's using those times where we would normally eat hunger or, strike, or, or where we remember uh, where we're reminded that we haven't consumed real food. Um, that should prompt us to 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 lean into the Lord and right? pray, prayer and, and, and yeah. reading. That's right, meditation. Um, and so let's go back to vision, uh, guys. Thank you so, so much for sharing those things. So, so we've got we've got vision. Uh, we're, uh, part of that's discipline, setting goals for ourselves. Maybe it's reading through the Bible. Maybe it's having a a personal sit down time each day, a dedicated time to be with the Lord, and then ongoing time with the Lord. Um, uh, there's all kinds of different personal disciplines that we could put mm-hmm. into place, right? Prayer, fasting, perhaps. Um, uh, maybe that discipline, maybe that goal for us as men is, is to be healthier. And, and that's a, a good thing. It is Listen, a great thing. Our bodies are a temple, right? That's right. The Holy Spirit lives within us, right? Uh, so how we take care of our bodies is a, mm-hmm. is a big how, deal. How sure. are you going to sure. serve? How are you going to serve that, the church? And that was what I was going to say, serving if you're If God you're 200 pounds overweight, yeah. you got heart problems. Yeah. You got, you know, how are you going to, and what reflection, if you talk, go out to a crowd of people and say, oh, God is good. Look at me. Well, look at you. You're a, you're a mess. Yeah. How, I, I, and you say what? I heard a pastor uh, recently say that uh, it's also impacts your spouse. Right. So, so uh, he, he said it like this. He said, uh, when you're married, uh, you become property of your spouse and your spouse becomes property of you. Like you're joined as to one. Um, and, and the, the, he said, the greatest gift that I give my, my spouse is my physical health. And so I went home that night and I said, Hey baby, I just want to give you a gift. <laughs> I bet you, I I bet you, you got laughed out of the, I'm the greatest gift. My oh, wife right here. Thank you. Uh, yeah. oh, Are you not better than 10 children? Oh 10 man. Sons? If you're listening, I feel for you. <laughs> oh man. Um, but, but there's truth to that is our physical bodies impact our spouse. Uh, there, there's uh, individual goals there. That, uh, listen, I would really encourage you because we've got goals set in our lives: uh, reading, uh, study, scripture. Um, I, I think another one you need to consider is your ministry. Oh, absolutely. What, what is your ministry that God's put in your life? Yeah. I think everybody needs to have that mindset that God has given you a certain set of talents, and it translates into a ministry. And if you're not doing it, there's a void yeah. in the body of Christ. Yeah. Not everybody's a hand, not everybody's a mouth, not everybody is an eye, but you are something. Are you fulfilling your role in the body of the, Christ? There, there again, Joe, goes back to uh, what we talked about last week. 
what, what, why the church, why she suffers the way that she does, yeah. because the women have become all the feet, the well, arms, the legs that the church needs, and she can't do that. You know, that, you got, and the you men got, are just lazy butts. The men are just lazy butts. I hate to say well, it. it's never a sadder moment when you've got a leg trying to be in an arm, yeah, or you've got a, a an eye a trying ear. to be a hand. Yeah, yeah. You, you you know it's you're not fulfilling the role well. You might be able to do it, but it's not what God designed for you. Yeah. And so maybe a goal for you, you know, in your life would be: Am I fulfilling the role that God had for me? And if you're not, let's start. Yeah. Let's start finding a place for that. Yeah. To be fulfilled. Come talk to any of the three of us. We'd be Absolutely. more than happy to help and, and you know, a, gr- a great entryway is, is bold on Monday nights. It really it's is. It's very late. Bold? Back. What's bold? <laughs> well, bold is a Monday, the men's night on Monday night that uh, John Welch and Joe, Joe Graves. Graves leads. And uh, Joe, you've done a great job with that. Yeah. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to hit back on this earlier when he was talking about vision. I know I remember talking to you back when Brett left. And I could see it in you. You were, The God was turning the screws. <laughs> and you knew. You knew that that was, and I know it's difficult. I, it's and the, the, there's so much push against, but that I this has got to take place. Yeah. And let me tell you, God has done a beautiful work in yeah. that place. Uh, and and not, not take away from Brett did, but no, no, you no, you no. you did you did what God called you to do, and it has bloomed into something beautiful. Yeah. Well, that's God's it's, work. That's I'm what I'm just saying. Meeting no, God. but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. That's goals. Uh, most and, of, most of that. When you look at bold, it's just me saying, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there." Okay, okay. Let, I, let me I'm say something. Meet him if, where he's working. If if men were to do that with their personal lives, yeah. right? Isn't that what we're talking right. about here? Yeah. If you'll just say, "Okay, God, I'm gonna trust you in this one step, wherever you are as a as a young man, an older man, middle aged adult. If your relationship with the Lord is lingering, just tell him." I'll I'll take get show me, mm-hmm. and watch him work. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Test me in these things." So many times I've seen that happen in men's lives, just yeah. where they they say, "Okay, I give up. It's up to you, God." And then just to watch what happens in yep. their life, and they'll literally them. follow. That's yeah. right. That's right. And and you know, on goals, I just want to say one last thing. One of the biggest things for me, and I think men miss this, and I know pastors get caught up in a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm not saying you or Sammy or any of the pastors here, but we forget our greatest ministry in this life is right there at home. That's right. It's our wife and our children. When we get to heaven, I promise you, he's not going to ask how I did in Uganda Hmm. or Peru or Costa Rica or Mexico or wherever in London. He's going to say, how did you take care of Joni? Yeah. Let's take a look. How'd you take care of your four kids? I'm telling you guys, it's right there. And that's not necessarily making sure that they make all the right choices, but you guided and led the best of your ability and to leave a legacy, a legacy for your church. When your name comes up or your name comes up down the road here, it's going to be an honor to God because of the legacy you're leaving. And that's what I want to do when I leave this world is my children, my churches I've served in to say, you know, he really tried to do his best. Yeah. That, that, that's huge. Like we talk about discipline, we talk about goals and vision individually, but there's also that element of vision for our families, for our spouse, uh, uh, for our, our, our children, that legacy. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's it, huge. It is. Uh, how do you set goals with a spouse? 
Well, getting on the same page, getting two people on the same page is difficult, mm-hmm. even in the best of times. But <laughs> re- remember that you're one flesh, right? God says you've come together as one flesh. So uh, number one is just to come together agreeing that you may not have all the same ideas, but you're going to put it all on the table and you're going to decide this is what we're going to do. Pro, my wife and I use it commonly. We do pro and cons list. You know, we, we, the good things, the bad things, we look at it and we honestly say, this is what we should do based on how we've laid this out. And it's been a great tool for, yeah. for us you know, to, to do that. We've made several, like multiple life decisions like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important, you know, for me and in our family, when a man and I got together, we concluded that we want, we needed, uh, not only for our sake, but for our kids sake, we needed to make sure our marriage was, was stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. And so everything, one thing we try to do every year, uh, for at least two nights, we try to get away just the two of us and we might go down. Like, in fact, this week, Wednesday, we're leaving and we've got a yut, a yut, a yurt, yurt. a yurt down in, oh, uh, wow. uh, uh, yeah, Red River Gorge area. And we're going to stay for two nights. No computers, no only phones for emergency, uh, not doing anything, just spending time together and in the word. And we're going to talk about uh, goals. We're going to talk about our marriage and how things are uh, with our marriage. You ready our... for that? Uh, yeah, I'm ready for it. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'll look forward to this time. This is great. Now, it's sometimes painful. That's right? what I meant. Yeah, very <laughs> Sometimes pain. it hurts, uh, but no pain, no gain. You know what I mean, baby? That's right, brother. No pain, no gain. And so I, I, I look forward to this. I, I really do. So, so we try to get away. Our kids get so grossed out. And I'm sure you all can understand uh, because I love to love on my wife. I love to hug on her and kiss on her. And, you know, I'll, we'll walk through the house and I'll smack her on the tush as I'm walking. And the girls are like, oh, dad, that's so gross. You know, leave mom alone. And, and, and I always stop. They're tired of hearing it, I'm sure. But I said, honey, it could be worse. And they'll look at me. I said, mom and dad could be fighting all the time. And there's a lot of truth to that. Mm-hmm. But wow. they're, they're not exposed to that. So. They're not exposed, but they're starting but they to see will it, right? Yeah. They'll start, they, they see it on TV already, mm-hmm. even though we tried to protect that. They see the, the average mom and dad, and they're saying, yeah, that's different. Mom and dad aren't like that. Mm-hmm. You know? So goals But you're for giving family, them a vision for the future as that's well. That's right. I the, want, yes. Yeah. I hope that my Breaking generational curses. Uh, uh, yes, that's right. Generational sin, generational curses. Uh, I hope my daughters marry... Daughters marry men who I hope I can be a good model for the type of men they marry, right? Uh, I want them to be their future husbands to be madly in love with them, you know? And that happens largely, I think, one of the large contributors to our healthy marriage. It's not always rainbows and butterflies, like you all know that. Uh, no marriage is smooth sailing all the way to the sea. Um, but I think one of the big contributors to our health is the fact that we try to get away. And spend that time to have mm-hmm. dedicated, focused conversation. And so that gives you goals, that oh, gives yeah. you vision for the future, yeah. mm-hmm. and it focuses your marriage. At yeah. least you both know yeah. where you're headed, or you think you yeah. know where you're yeah. headed yeah. for the next year. And see, year. You, don't, you don't say, well, we'll see. Right. Maybe yeah. we can get away next month. You go, no. We're going to, yeah. We we're have go- to. I love the way you said yeah. it. We're going. Yeah. Whether it's flooding or... You know, we're it's inauguration day. This country might be burning, but yeah, we're going we're to cabin. <laughs> and see that that a lot of people they don't understand that that discipline 
to make those serious goals. And that's a serious... And the discipline is, is just saying we're, we've got to have these conversations. Yep. We've got to. Oh, and, and it's so beneficial. It's so so many marriages are on the verge of divorce because they don't yep. make the time to have those conversations. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, being a visionary man, being a a, a vision filled man, uh, this first trait of being a, a godly man, uh, it requires being having vision, having discipline personally, and then as a family unit with our spouse. Uh, to be uh, uh, to have vision in our marriages means that we get married. So, you single guys. That are that are listening. Um, we don't. A biblical man doesn't run around chasing women. That's right. right? We're not running around chasing skirts. Well, that's we, a boy we activity. Become, we get married, right? That's right. Yeah. A boy um, activity is that you know he's always chasing the girl yeah. and and the next prize and the next yeah. prize and it never fulfills him. Yeah. Part of that fulfillment in your manhood is going to be committing to a relationship and giving everything you've got to it yeah. and growing in Christ with this woman that. He's given you. Yeah. Uh, what's vision look like with our kids? Well, we're not strangers to our kids, right? We we, we talk with our kids. We lift up our kids. We do everything mm-hmm. uh, for for the benefit of our kids. Uh, being watchful uh, also means being protective. We've talked about this already. Uh, there's protect. There's harm from the outside. Uh, there's harm that's going to try to attack those that we love, uh, and we need to be protective about that. Uh, the the stuff we intake, the the media we we watch, that can have a huge impact on our on our spouse and our kids, uh, but also uh, there's well, some harm that's coming from us. Right, right, yeah, and and we talked about it last week yeah. or two weeks ago, whenever the podcast was, we talked about pornography. What being watchful in your life for that? Please, please, men, be watchful for that to start that seed to start to sprout in your life. Because it's going to lead to much pain and destruction in your life, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. You know, I I speak from experience in that in that regard. You have to be watchful, and you have to look out for that, because it can spring up out of anger, out of frustration in your career, out of frustration in your in your marriage or with your kids, or maybe you didn't get that you know whatever it was, or you don't feel and and so you start to supplement to feel successful because. You know, well, I'm not successful in my job, but now I've got this beautiful woman in front of me on this picture. Well, that's number one. That's a falsehood. She's yeah. not. She's airbrushed. Okay. Yeah. She's she's not what you think she is. She's not real. She right. she's a, a fantasy that de- the devil puts in front of you to make you feel fulfilled. So be watchful for that. Watch yeah. for where you start to feel unfulfilled, and you're trying to fulfill fulfill something with that lie. Yeah. Just that's good. Just to put it out there. That's good. That's good. Uh, I, I guess to summarize today in this idea of vision, uh, be watchful because people depend on us. Like, be watchful for ourselves and for our own good, but also for our spouse, our future spouse, our children, but also beyond that, yep. our church, That's right. our community. Mm-hmm. And really, if we really looked at the macro scale of things, we would say people depend on us because eternity is at stake in each and every one of us in, in the world. Eternity is at stake. And if we're not watchful, how many opportunities could we be missing to share eternity, to share the love of Jesus with, with other people around us? Yeah, that's a, that's a so very distracted. good point. We're so distracted from our from our, our lives yeah. and our failures as Christian men that we don't even see the guy standing on the corner. 
We don't even see the guy in the grocery store that's trying. I mean, we. You're right. That's a very good yep. point, John. I mean, we. That's how Satan works in so yeah. many ways. He's good at what he does. He's been deceiving men for a long time. Yeah. So better men all, than us. Oh yeah. And so don't ever think you've achieved, as Paul says, watch at least you fall. But you know, I like to think of it this way: in the goal and the vision. I really mean this. Does Lord, does my life honor you? Mm. Think of God Almighty like he did Job. Have you seen my servant Job? Think yeah. of those words. Yeah. Here's an upright man who has knows no sin. And he says, you know, Job, can you imagine God saying that about you? Yeah. But wouldn't that be, I mean, that's my, you know, the way I raise my kids, the way I love my wife. And I don't get this right all the time. Right. I, sure I mean, enough. I screw this up more times I care to imagine or remember. But my end goal is to, you know, and to repent and say, I'm sorry. Tell my wife and kids, I'm sorry. I, I screwed up. And that's where spiritual growth begins yeah. in, your, in your life. And we, but we, but we you learn, can admit that. But we learn as a Christian man, it's not a sissy that you don't have to be weak. Yeah. To be, you know, you're being strong when you get under your daughter and say, honey, I'm sorry. I'll let you, I didn't show up. I, I could, and there's no excuse. I just didn't do what I said I was going to do. I'll make, you know, I promise I'll make it up to you if you can. And just, you know, be real to them. And, and what you're doing is you're disciple making. Yeah. Yeah. You're too, still your boys, my, I'm still disciple making. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. there, I'm going to ask you a hard task, ready? Uh-oh. One <laughs> sentence. What's one practical thing you would encourage uh, a man to, to do to apply vision to his life? One practical thing in one sentence, go. Practical thing to apply vision to his life. Discipline. Discipline. I, I know that sounds maybe a, that's a way out. So, so what's the practical, what's the very pointed thing that you encourage that man to apply discipline? How? In what area? And we're talking to Christian men here. Christian hopefully. man. Is your relationship with the Lord, period. Where is it in your life? It, like Joe said, maybe every now and then you walk by and pick up a little daily bread and read a verse. And I mean, or, or are you serious about your one sentence? Okay. <laughs> Joe. So I'm going to tell the men listening to this podcast, take a little bit of time every day and spend with Jesus spend in the Word of God, spend in prayer, actually envision yourself spending time with Jesus mm. when you have your morning coffee. Yeah. That's practically how you you can gain vision for your life. Five minutes today is better than an hour tomorrow. That's right. Why? Because you're you're planting seeds already today, yeah. and you're behind already. And tomorrow may never come. You, you might never not comes. get it. Yeah. It never comes. Yeah. 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 Five minutes today is better than an hour yeah. tomorrow. I would say kind of the same thing, uh, very practically, men, uh, if you don't have that set daily time with the Lord, then set that daily time. That might mean you have to wake up 30 minutes earlier. Yep. Right? Been there, It might mean that. you turn off the TV at night or you go mm-hmm. into the study or you go somewhere by yourself and you spend that time at night. I'm not a great morning Devo Lord, or Devo with the Lord type of guy. I'm much more, uh, much better a late afternoon. That's mm-hmm. where I schedule. I put it on the calendar. It's, you know, it's, it's that important guys. So very practically make that time with the Lord yep. and focus on your heart. That's what they're saying. Focus on your relationship with the Lord. And as you focus on that, you're going to see fruit 
start to develop oh, in your wife, oh, in your yeah. kids, in your world. Yeah. You'll start thinking things you didn't really think were possible, right? Like, maybe I should. You know, I remember back when I was in the workforce, um, and it was I, I went to work like you did, Joe, very early, way before the crows or the chickens were up. You know, I'd leave the house 5 o'clock, and uh, to find time— They raised crows at Larry's house. To, find, to find time <laughs> and to make time, it, it was discipline. Yeah. You don't get up at 4.30 in the morning uh, to go to work and then get up half an hour prior to that just to sit and have time with the Lord. And my time is morning. It's always been morning. But, I mean, I the fruits and the benefits of that on, and meetings and daily, you know, just the, the tear, wear and tear. And now that I'm retired, oh, man, I mean, I that is my, my, uh, my time of day in the morning with coffee and just the word and prayer and books for two, maybe sometimes three hours a day is just absolutely. Which is great. If you ever call there in the morning, he's in the middle of it. Like you can tell because he's like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, hey, hey, you doing he's right? agitated. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, what? Right. I'm just reading my Bible study. Everything's fine. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today as we talk about vision. I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I thank you guys yeah. uh, for joining me here. And tune in, I'll listen to next uh, in two weeks as we uh, launch episode number two, where we talk about real men, or not just people with vision, but they're men who, who stand firm in the faith. And that sometimes requires us to take a minority position on, on issues. Uh, we don't just go with the flow. We have thoughtful processes that we, that we work through. And so join us as we talk more about standing firm in the faith. And until next time, be blessed. Thank you, men. Don't be sissies. There you go. Adios. <laughs>